Hello and welcome to the Learning to Mum podcast, a podcast dedicated to talking all things being a mum and all things being a female. The latter I feel much more qualified to talk about. I'm passionate about the honest accounts, the raw reality and all the highs and lows that come with motherhood. So welcome to this podcast hosted by me, Kelly Beaumont. I'm so grateful to have you listening to me today. Enjoy. everybody and welcome to the Learning to Mum podcast. This is episode eight and it's going to be focused on our six month routine. Ophelia is now six and a half months and the routine that I'm going to talk about has been in place for quite some time. I was always keen to establish a routine with Ophelia as soon as it was kind of realistically possible to do so and I think it's fair to say that I've been kind of instilling habits from as young as 10 weeks really and that became more solidified around about around about the three month mark and even more so now that we're at the kind of six month mark and I feel really comfortable talking about this routine because it's something that is tried and tested and I would love to share with people what we're doing because I feel that whenever you're kind of looking at supporting your child you either have to look at the weaning side of things or the sleep side of things or all of the equipment that you might need and sometimes I find that it's quite difficult to find something that's kind of packaged up and handed over nice and neatly with a bow on top. I feel like mum life and anybody else who's kind of doing it whether that's support from a dad or family members or friends or whatever else whenever we're trying to kind of obtain this information I do feel that you need to put in quite a lot of legwork to pull everything together so by doing this episode I just want to kind of make it a little bit easier for anybody who like I say is looking to establish a routine and share our kind of version of that and you can kind of pick and choose what works for you. So why is a routine being important for us? Well first and foremost I think it's a recognition of my life pre-motherhood, pre-Ophelia I was always somebody who was very keen to kind of have a set routine day to day, didn't need to be completely by the book hour by hour, but definitely I like to kind of have a to-do list, I like to achieve goals, I just, I don't know, like to be productive I guess, and it's been no secret that transitioning into motherhood has been a huge adjustment for me in terms of challenges, challenging those things that I would typically otherwise not even think twice about. And I've had to be really flexible and I suppose step back from some of those ways of all those practices. But now that Ophelia's getting older, I feel like I can re-establish those things and certainly have been doing, I would say, more consistently for the last kind of three and a half months or so. And now I just feel like it's a joy. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still kind of frustrations, particularly around the sleep side of things, you know will the lunchtime nap last longer than 45 minutes or is she going to need some resettling and is she going to sleep through the night or is she going to wake up loads wanting her dummy to be put back in and and definitely sleep is still quite a dominant part of our journey if you will and I think that's because sleep is so precious to me and always has been and I think once you then get a taste of good sleep again when that's kind of taken away or you don't have a good night or she doesn't have a good lunchtime nap it can have a real kind of bearing on how I'm feeling positive or otherwise and I've actually started to do some CBT 
all around this. I think predominantly because I'm, I don't know, I think, I think motherhood, or at least for me, has given me a bit of perspective to really look at myself in the mirror and think, is exactly how I am now, exactly how I want to be as a parent. And it's certainly not about any drastic changes, but I'm definitely what, what somebody would coin a control freak. And I think to a certain extent, that's great for Ophelia because it gives discipline around structure and all of those other things. But also I don't want to be that parent that is so kind of set and things go in a certain way that when it doesn't, I get frustrated or I feel uptight. I just I just want to, I guess, be the best version of myself that I can be in terms of parenting. And look, I'm sure that there'll be moments. In fact, there are moments where I get to the end of the day and I think, cool, I definitely wouldn't do that again if I got the chance to live this day again. I think parenting is that it's that continue like you you check yourself and something happens and then you look back and think, yeah, I could have dealt with that better. I'm not trying to ever stop that from happening because I just don't think that's realistic. But I am really keen to explore the ways in which I can be aware of myself or understand things a little bit more so that I can best support Ophelia's upbringing. Anyway, I'll talk about that further down the line. Um, But yes, today is going to be all around our six month routine. Now, I will quickly touch on our week. I know I usually do this kind of in the segment just before, but as I started touching on CBT, it makes sense to just do it all part of, you know, the the same thing without having a separate intro before the episode. This week has been good, another good week. I think now that Ophelia's of an age where I guess she's not the stereotypical cooey baby, she's very much, you know, sat up by herself she can entertain herself a lot more she's very much more alert going out for walks is so much more enjoyable because there's no pressure in pushing her around trying to get her to go to sleep we go out in the pram so that she can see the world and we can explore and we can have a laugh and everything's so much more engaging and I just feel that it's so much more rewarding as a result of that she's such a happy child she's always smiling or laughing it's just a joy and um, we had a difficult night the other night where I found that I was just constantly up through the night and shuffling her back down her her court she just seems to wedge herself in the top corner she moves right from the bottom of the court all the way up to the top and then she wakes herself up because she doesn't understand what's happened then she cries because her dummy's not there so it's a all of these things combined but then last night she woke me up only well she woke me up once and then my husband got up for work at like like gets up at ridiculous o'clock and that woke Ophelia up as well so last night was a great night so it's just yeah it's just one of those things isn't it but I think in the moment you'll hit oh my gosh I just want my sleep and then you're thinking about how that's going to impact you for the day ahead and whatever else so yeah sleep is a is always the kind of dominant feature she's having a lunchtime nap now I put her down about an hour ago and typically if she goes over the 45 minute mark without really waking up you can pretty much assume that you're gonna have a good stint out of her so she did kind of wake up a little bit and rouse but she's resettled herself so I try not to dive in and go and resolve her 
waking up but I'll share that in this episode because I think it'll all form part of the conversation but all in all yeah this week's been a, a good week as I said I've started CBT it's something that kind of came as a result of I don't know some recognition that I just wanted to look at how I was parenting and look it's definitely as I was just saying it's not me critiquing how I am as a mum it's not me putting pressure on myself it's just really taking the time in my life to I don't know just some real self-reflection a lot of what I do in my working life and the things that I'm passionate about like coaching and development and things like that if I'm going to go out there and talk about all of that stuff and expect people to want to acquire those services I think there's something really I don't know like um what's the word that I'm looking at I do this every time where I cannot think of the word that I'm trying to say it really bugs me <laughs> but essentially I think it's really difficult to expect people or encourage people to do things if you're not willing to kind of think about yourself and spend some time as I say, looking in the mirror, thinking about how you are as a person and where you're wanting to be and how you're going to get there, what things are you going to amend, etc, etc. So I'm doing that. I've had two sessions now. I can see some kind of things coming out. I'm going to be patient and see how we get on. But yeah, I'm glad that I'm doing it. But yeah, generally everything is well. The house is really good. We're really settled and we're really looking forward to more positivity coming everyone's way as a result of the roadmap that was shared in terms of coronavirus and all that good stuff. So hopefully, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel and everyone is feeling a little bit more positive. So yes, let's get into today's episode of routine. So I've spoken about why routine for us was so important, or at least for me. And I think now it's so, I don't know, craved by Ophelia. You can see how she gets ready for certain things at certain times. You know, we're so in in tune with each other that she knows when her breakfast is and she starts kind of whinging a little bit if breakfast isn't at eight o'clock. Equally, if um, her lunch is a bit delayed or her bedtime is slightly pushed back, she now demonstrates the cues that she is wanting to do those things. And I think that, you know, that for me shows success because it means that I am very in tune with what she needs, when she needs it. I'm never second guessing. I know exactly what she is asking for and I can pretty much always deliver it because I, yeah, I've preempted her needs. Um, I don't typically respond to every um, whinge instantaneously because I guess I'm trying to think about the future and look by the way I'm not saying at six months old everything that I do now will form the path for the rest of her life but I think trying to instill the habits that you want to see in in the future is really really important they talk about the first thousand days of a child's life and I think what that takes them up to just over three or th- about three years old And that's across every single parameter, whether that's sleep, whether that's nutrition, whether that's their behaviour in terms of how you respond to them. Honestly, parenting, if you kind of step back and look at it and, you know, through a microscope and all the things that make it up, God, you could be so overwhelmed by it, couldn't you? 
so I think that's why I've started Ophelia at such a young age because if I can do those bits now where you know relative they're relatively easy at this age think about how challenging they get as they get older and they have a voice and they have an opinion I think now we're at a really lovely age with Ophelia so if I can start to kind of instill some things which makes parenting that little bit dare I say easier as time goes on then I'm keen to do it hello Herb the cat's just come in the kitchen anytime he thinks that I'm talking to somebody or when I'm singing he has to come in and see what's going on so he's looking at me <laughs> like he wants to jump up but I'm sat at the breakfast bar and yeah I really don't fancy him jumping up I feel like he might claw me and my dress anyway so let's start with and I'm just going to talk about current day routine I will touch on kind of previous routine yeah ow he's up <laughs> I will talk about previous routines in in due course but let's talk about how our day goes from the moment she wakes up all the way through to bedtime and then we can talk about how we got there so her wake-up time is typically between 6 and 7 a.m. I'm always keen to push it towards 7 a.m. where possible, obviously for selfish reasons, but also I find if she wakes up too early, it makes things a little... You have to kind of shift everything else a little bit, which means that, you know, lunchtime has to be slightly earlier, and it just means the day shifts a little I try not get uptight about it if she does wake up earlier. But yeah, where possible, I try and push her to seven o'clock wake up. And for anybody who's thinking, goodness me, how do you have a set wake up time? It's all about the routine that we have through the day. So sowing the seeds of good habits throughout the day, having a kind of set bedtime, which then lends itself to having a good night's sleep, which then leads to a set wake up time in the morning and I remember before Ophelia was even born I read um a book I don't know if the, I think the author is Charmaine Mead that might be a complete lie but it's the 7 a.m 7 p.m routine book and I remember reading it and thinking definitely well actually I saw the book and the um the blurb and I thought this is definitely all this is definitely a bit of me and then I read the book and I felt that it was quite I don't know it was just really dictatorial it just felt like it was a little bit too extreme so I think I've gone somewhere in the middle but I knew that having a routine was really important to me even before Ophelia was born so I was kind of waiting for that moment where we could instill a bit of a routine but if you I, I guess am I recommending that book I think if you want to understand the principles, then it's a good book to have a look at and familiarise yourself with. I'm not sure I would follow every principle from the age that she suggests. Just didn't work for us, but obviously each to their own. And I will reference it in the the notes that I, oh my gosh, the cat is dribbling everywhere. Um, obviously he's just purring quite a lot, which then leads to a lot of trouble this is stuff that you don't need to know I feel like if I was on a video then this would matter but obviously you don't know this is happening so probably don't need to share it so yes try and push to 7 7 a.m wake up time we have a bottle straight away typically around four ounces now I should 
note at this point that Ophelia's milk intake has always been little and often. She's never, ever been a baby who has eight, nine ounce bottles. I mean, wow, (laughs) we could have dreamt. (laughs) But typically she has anywhere between two and four ounces during the day. So the milk intake obviously is completely dependent on your baby. But I will just obviously share what Ophelia does. So four ounce bottle of milk when she wakes up. And if she woke up before seven o'clock, I would, mm, if she was grouchy, I would give her her milk. But if she was happy, I would wait till around quarter to seven, seven o'clock to give her her milk. So typically the 7am bottle. Then I um, put her on the bed, leave her on the bed while I get ready. And we put the radio on and we listen to music and all that kind of good stuff. Bit of Zoe Ball, Ball. (laughs) bit of Zoe Ball on BBC Two for anyone who is curious. Then I get her dressed, get her out of her sleepy bag, change her nappy, put her in clean clothes, and we then go downstairs. Then I put her in her seat, which will be a high chair in the not too distant future. I've just got one on order. Seem to have been waiting for it a little while now. We have got, I forgot what it's called, but a black high chair, black wooden high chair come in, which I'm looking forward to so she can eat at the table. But currently we're just using the mamas and papas um, chair that they can sit in on the kitchen counter. I think it's fine from about three months old. So it's been a really handy purchase for us. And it's got like a little toy frame that you can take off and it turns into a little kind of table. So we just feed her in that. And for breakfast, she will have porridge with fruit. So the porridge that we're using is the hip organic. I was going to buy the Kender Mill porridge, which is the same as the milk that she had, but I was really struggling to get hold of it. And I really wanted her to start the porridge. So I just got the hip organic. Um, I use five scoops of porridge, five teaspoons of porridge combined with five tablespoons of her Kendamil milk formula and then mix it in and make it into a bit of a kind of paste and then I add in half a sachet of fruit the Ella Kitchen Ella's Kitchen fruit pouches and I mix the fruit every day so she will have bananas one day strawberry the next prunes the next mangoes the next etc etc so I try and kind of rotate it as much as possible so that she gets a taste of different fruits And then I will give her a watery milk at about nine quarter past nine. Now, I'm not sure that that milk is completely required, but I like to make sure that she's hydrated. So what I will do is I'll mix like a scoop of formula with three to four ounces of water. So typically you would mix if you wanted four ounces of milk, you would do four scoops of milk with four ounces of water. But instead, I change it to one scoop to four ounces kind of thing. So she has a really watered down milk. I do sometimes just give her water if I know that she's had quite a lot of milk, but I find that she naps for longer if she's had a good amount of milk. So I always try and put a scoop in if nothing else. And then she 
will go down for her nap at anywhere between nine and quarter past nine. It's completely dependent on what sign she's showing. So if she started to get a bit grouchy, definitely if she's woken up before 7am, I will put her down for a nap at nine, but I will try and push it to quarter past, 20 past, even half past if that's possible. Um, <clears throat> just because then it allows us to have a later lunch, which benefits her later in the day. Then for her morning nap, I will, um, she typically goes anywhere between 30 minutes to 45 to an hour. And that completely, sorry, cat's just now scratching our really lovely wishbone chairs. Why are cats such a delight? Please don't do that, Herb. Um, if this podcast isn't a true reflection of my life, I just don't know what is. I feel like, unless I was doing what is it, keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, yeah, I feel like, what would it be called? Bundling along, bumbling along with the Beaumonts. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? This is a problem sometimes when you are on maternity leave in lockdown and you can't go to any baby groups. You go wild. I'm sure a lot of mums can relate. <clears throat> so her morning nap is completely dependent on her. We have seen that her nap has improved somewhat in the past few weeks but yeah I will if she goes past 10 o'clock in the morning I will typically wake her up here begins the controversy because a lot of people are under the um I was gonna say under the illusion it's not an illusion sorry everyone will have their own view on whether or not you should wake a sleeping baby now I do and have done for quite some time I will Sorry, I'm now in the utility room letting Herb out. I feel like it's just a diary of Herb the cat today. A pause. I will wake Ophelia because I am trying to instill and have instilled a routine. And if I allowed Ophelia to sleep for a prolonged period of time, it would then shift the day entirely and we would have no necess- we wouldn't necessarily have a set bedtime routine. And for me, having that set bedtime routine really is, for me, a healthy habit to have. So I'm really for waking a baby, as long as the kind of logic behind why you're waking your baby is right and they're not ill and nothing else is going on. So yes, I wake her. So if she goes to bed at quarter past nine and it gets to ten past ten, I'll go wake her up. And I will not let her morning nap go past quarter past 10 unless we were having a really difficult morning and she just wouldn't go down to sleep. Then obviously I need to reconsider everything. But typically, more often than not, she'll wake up around 10 a.m. So then I get her up. We have a bit of a steady morning. And then at about half past 10, I will give her another four ounces of milk. And then we do whatever we need to do. Today we went for a walk and we popped to the shop or if we're just chilling at home, I might put her on her play mat. And I would say do tummy time, but all she wants is tummy time because she sleeps on a tummy, as people know. And when you put her on a back, she rolls on a tummy. So tummy time isn't really an issue for us. But yes, um, just whatever to entertain her for that hour and she can be left to her own devices obviously I am in the room or in the room next door and I'll keep going in but just yeah play mat or in her chair or 
uh, I've been known to put the TV on. Gosh, shoot me. <laughs> so yeah, and then at about half past 11, quarter 12, I will do her lunch. Now, lunch completely varies. A lot of the time, or of re- recently, with the house moving and everything like that, we did the Ellis Kitchen pouches. If you are entering the world of weaning and you've got nowhere to, no idea where to start, for me, the Ellis Kitchen kind of pouches and her book was just a dream. So if you're really struggling, they do a free pack on their website, which is definitely worth a look. Um, I got that and it allowed me, it just made weaning fun because I would look at the vegetables, it gives you stickers that you can stick off and put, you know, I tried my first carrot and had my first bit of broccoli or whatever else. So I'm going to keep that and show her it later in life. I'm sure she'd be thrilled. (laughs) But yeah, that's a good place to start if you are feeling a little bit daunted by the prospect. So yeah, we would either do um, an Ella's kitchen pouch, a full pouch, or I have started to make things. So the other night, for example, I made Charles and I a butternut squash and lentil dal, which had tomatoes and red lentils and butternut squash. Um, And then I added coconut milk and curry and yada, yada, yada for us. But I set aside some squash, some lentils and some tomatoes, which were de-seeded for Ophelia, which I then kind of boiled, blended with a bit of fresh orange juice. So she had that. We had our dal. And it was a use of same ingredients. And I'm really trying where possible to look at the types of things that I can kind of cross combine. So meals that I can make for us and using the same kind of vegetables for Ophelia as well. And then I just kind of put them in some little like silicon. They're like ice cube trays, but they're big ice cube trays that have like two to four ounces in them. Um, no, sorry, one to two ounces. And then I just put them in the fridge or the freezer if I've made more. So she will always have different pouches or different things. I really try with the um, vegetables at lunchtime. Now, the thing to remember when weaning is obviously babies have been used to having milk. So their preference is our sweeter tastes, particularly if you're kind of baby is breastfed. So sometimes vegetables can be a bit of a trickier journey. And a lot of the kind of pouches that are out there, if you look at the ingredients, typically they will have a fruit blended in, which adds to that sweetness. So I'm always really keen to find the pouches that just have the vegetables in so that she gets used to having kind of more bitter tastes. So just be mindful of that and think about introducing kind of a range of different flavours, fruits and vegetables. Sorry, I'm just closing the door. Um, yeah, just something to bear in mind. So she'll have her lunch. And then I will always give her milk again. Excuse me, at about quarter past 12. And again, I will typically do a diluted version. Though today... With her lunch, I gave her some water. So she had some cold boiled water at lunch, I think about two ounces. So I just gave her a fully kind of um, non-diluted milk. I just gave her four ounces of milk at 12 o'clock. She only had two ounces of it and she started to rub her eyes. So I burped her, took her up to her room, shut her blinds, put her down for a nap 
and she's still sleeping now at 25 to 2. So she did have a little stir, which I think I spoke about earlier in the episode, but she's still sleeping now. Always put her in a room for her nap, always make her room dark, always put her white noise machine on and always make sure that the room is somewhere between 20 to 22 degrees. Um, I find that if it's a little cooler, she'll wake up easily, um, less so in the night. But during the day, definitely dark, definitely white noise and definitely a warmer room. And let's say she was still sleeping at two o'clock. I would probably get her up somewhere between two and half past, probably about quarter past two and let her have two hours sleep-ish. Now, now she's at an age of six months, I would kind of let her sleep a little bit longer. But if she was still at the point where she was having an afternoon nap, I would wake her up typically at about two o'clock at the latest, because then I would be encouraging her to go down for a further nap at four o'clock and I would use that as a top up nap so 20 minutes and I would do that as like a contact nap or I would take her out in the car or I would take her out in her pram when motion used to be more of a kind of sleep inducer less so now but yet because she's not having that afternoon nap typically anymore I will let her sleep for longer at lunchtime so fingers crossed this lasts till after two o'clock and then we're winning um Although, although sometimes when she sleeps for longer, I do find myself like buying home things and um, I have just invested and yeah, this is a big deal in the Peloton bike. Uh, I've been umming and ahhing about it for ages, but if there's one thing that I'm really struggling with as a, as a mum, it's finding time to exercise. And I know that I'm just not going to get back into the gym. Like I'm looking at my timetable thinking, right, I'm going to be working four days a week. I'm going to be... Um, taking Ophelia to nursery as I finish work I'm going to be cooking tea how do I still be a mum and a wife and all this good stuff and I just thought I'm just not going to go to the gym I just know it will not happen and then I was doing like Apple Fitness but because they're recorded and not live I almost lack the motivation a little bit whereas with Peloton because that's kind of live classes I was looking at the timetable and I could do it in like my lunch breaks because I work from home I just thought god it's genius anyway you can get a three free 30 day trial, but it's not free pay for the bike, but then you can be refunded if you don't want it anymore. So I just kind of think, meh, going to give it a go. Anyway, that was a tangent, but maybe we'll come on to fitness because that's a big thing for me. Something that's really changed. Anyway, let's park that Kelly because you're going on a tangent. So I will let Ophie sleep anywhere between quarter past to half past two. And then, yes, again, I will wake her up. If babies sleep until too late in the day, they're not going to go down in the evening because they haven't built up that kind of sleep pressure, that want and need to sleep. So that's why I wake Ophelia. Do what works for you, but this is our routine. So when she wakes up, she's not usually always that hungry straight away, but I will give her another four slash five ounce bottle of milk once she's woken up so what happens from there so yeah that the afternoon slot I find is always our kind of window to do more things so if I was seeing somebody 
when that was a thing, we would I would kind of try and schedule it for the afternoon. Uh, if I need to go and do a food shop, I will do that. If I want to go for a longer walk, I will put her in the car and we can go and do that. So after her lunchtime nap, when I've then fed her, we get out and we go and do things if we haven't already. And I just really love that afternoon piece. I just, oh, I just love it. I just really, really enjoy it. And now what I can do is if Ophi gets up and she doesn't want that much milk before I would wait around until she got hungry and I found that my day just got pushed more and more back whereas now if she only has like two ounces of milk I'll put her in the car and I'll just pack another Ella's pouch like a mango yogurt or something like that and I can push her in a pram and put it you know squeeze the pouch onto a spoon and feed her it it's just lush <laughs> honestly I do feel that parenting gets easier and as I keep saying I'm aware that there's more hurdles to come but for me in terms of being able to go out and do things I just love it so yeah we use the afternoon point to go do things and then I will dependent on how it goes I will either give her a pouch whilst we're out and then I'll top her up with milk at around about five o'clock or I'll give her milk again at about four-ish, half past four, another four ounces. And then I'll give her a pouch or some food at about five, quarter past five. I do think that before long, I'm going to need to be a bit more structured in giving her a tea time. Because I think she's demonstrating that she wants to eat tea, dinner for other people, if you're not from up north. Um, so at about five o'clock, I'm going to start giving her another meal. And I'm trying to, to get her to a point, like I emailed nursery today because she starts nursery next month. So I emailed nursery today and asked what their kind of meal times are. And I'm going to try and mirror that at home so that whether she's at home or nursery, her days look pretty similar. And then at about quarter past five I'll tend to have her on the sofa with me and we'll have a bit of a cuddle and start winding down we don't have the tv on at that point I try to refrain from any kind of blue light from five o'clock onwards um, I don't typically put her in front of the tv all too often but look I do definitely sometimes if I just need to get something done <laughs> but yeah I will not put the tv on after five o'clock typically we'll do snuggles I'll then take her upstairs at about half past five and I will have a shower while she's on the bed we've got a fairly big bed so if you plonk her in the middle she's grand so I'll go for a shower take my face off if I've been so inclined to apply one earlier in the day moisturize etc etc and then start running her bath at about 10 to 6 by which time I'm already in pyjamas, not even afraid to say that, not even ashamed. <laughs> so yeah, I'll run her bath at 10 to 6, which means that she's in the bath for about 6 o'clock. I then give her time to play. She's got these kind of cups that she likes to play with now, mainly chew on. And she stays in the bath till about quarter past 6. Then I get her out, I moisturise her, give her a bit of a massage. <laughs> Sounds very luxurious, doesn't it? I wish I could have this bedtime routine. And then get her in a baby grower, brush her hair, put her in a sleepy bag, and then she goes off to her bedroom where she'll wait until I've made her milk. 
and I'll put a red light machine on because typically red light is quite um, conducive to sleep. So yeah, I leave her in her cot. I give her a teddy to hold on to. She's got a little bunny rabbit. I put her dummy in because for, for sleep, she knows that dummy, um, she associates the dummy with sleep. I'll come downstairs and she has her biggest bottle of the day. We make eight ounces of milk. I then go upstairs, bring her into our room where I have like a sad light. So I turn that to orange and I feed her her bottle. And yeah, she will be done anywhere between half past six and quarter. Well, no, no, 20 to six. No, <laughs> gosh, 20 to seven, 10 to seven ish then burp her and then I put her down in her room, lights off, white noise machine on and leave her. Now I will go in and replace her dummy. Sometimes she will be out cold once you've put her down. Other times she needs a bit more settling. So it completely varies, but nine times out of 10, actually 10 times out of 10, she's asleep by quarter past seven. And then, yeah, come down, we have tea. We watch our current series of choice, which is now It's a Sin, and we go to bed. <laughs> we don't really have much time between putting Ophelia down and going to bed ourselves. I don't think I'm ever going to get out of that habit of going to bed super early, but now I read a book and I'm back into kind of some of my practices that I would do before baby. So it feels nice to have a bit of normality back. And then, yeah, the, the night is, oh, I go in and turn her white noise machine off before I go to sleep. And then, yeah, the night is varied. You know, sometimes, like I said, last night was very few wakes. Other times she will wake more frequently. But I think that's just part and parcel of parenting. And I think the fact that we even have this kind of set routine that works for us, for me, is a goal achieved. And I feel really happy and comfortable it means that when Ophelia goes to my mum's or when Charles has her, I can kind of prescribe what her day is going to be like. And I just think that, that makes it much easier for anybody that's having and looking after your baby. I mean, maybe it's just because we're a family and we all have the same kind of outlook on things, but they really appreciate that they know what to do and when to do it. And that means that Ophelia rarely gets upset or frustrated or any of that stuff. It's just... Yeah, I feel like I have a really good understanding of what she wants and she has a really good understanding of what to expect. So that's our current routine. Uh, two meals, two to three meals a day, but I will be kind of introducing more of a consistent dinner time before long. Um, plenty of milk top-ups, replacing that with kind of more diluted water um, concentration if she's had more solids or whatever else. And then kind of set windows for sleep and a set bedtime and wind down routine. And yeah, I mean, sometimes when it doesn't go to plan, it's it's frustrating because you have this expectation, but it works more often than not. And it means that we have a life. I can plan better. I've been able to study again, which for me has been great for my kind of intellectual brain. It means that when I was speaking to nursery the other day about her settling in, they were asking me questions and it felt so good to be able to say, yeah, she can do this. Yeah, she can do that. Naps around this, does that, does that. And of course, nursery aren't going to be able to do it kind of minute by minute. But I could tell that it makes life easier for them as well. So 
Yes, do what works for you. But if you're listening to this wanting to instill a bit of a routine, start with the basics. Start by getting a set bedtime and a wind down routine. And then think about how everything else changes. Wean in, have a look at Ella's Kitchen if you really are kind of lost. As I say, there's a free pack on there to look at. And just try and enjoy things like I enjoyed weaning so much. I try and make the most of her sleep time. I've got better at not trying to do everything and be everything to everyone and just having a bit of relaxation. So I hope that by sharing our routine, it gives people a bit of an insight as to what we're doing from the six month mark. I have a happy baby. I'm a happy mum. Yeah, it's it's a success for us. So what else do I have to say? I think, I think that's pretty much it in terms of the routine. I don't want to kind of overcomplicate things. I'm trying to think of the future episodes that would be beneficial to cover. Um, but I don't want to kind of set up that there's going to be a set session when I haven't, I do it week to week and I think about what's going to be most useful. So I can't signpost what the next session is going to be because I don't know. But when her routine evolves, say at nine months or a year, I will share an updated kind of what's our routine because I think I would have found that really useful when I was kind of stepping towards those age brackets. Uh, Yeah. So I think I will wrap it up there. I think this is going to be a slightly shorter episode than what we've seen in previous weeks. I think I've been going well over the hour mark and this is currently at 40 minutes. So a shorter episode this week. I hope it's still been useful. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. As ever, if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and comment and all that good stuff so that we can get more people listening to the podcast and more people talking about all of the things that come with learning to mum. I hope that you've had a good week and I hope that you have a great week and I will look forward to speaking to you all next Friday. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Learning to Mum podcast. I hope you found it somewhat insightful or it gave you a little bit of insight into the reality of being a mum. You might be able to hear Ophelia in the background saying goodbye to. If you want to hit subscribe, that would be really appreciated and it'll mean that as new episodes are launched, they'll drop straight into your preferred listening. So... I'll see you all next week. Have a good one. Bye.